Welcome to Grain Talk, a podcast by Grain Farmers of Ontario. I'm Rachel Telford. And I'm Paige Miller. The Grain Talk podcast can be found on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. This podcast is sponsored by Pioneer Canada. In this episode of Grain Talk, we feature the new Ontario Grain Farming 101 video series in a conversation with Dr. Josh Cowan, Manager of Research and Innovation here at Grain Farmers of Ontario, and Laura Ferrier, one of our agronomists. And I will have a conversation with Crosby Devitt, CEO of Grain Farmers of Ontario. First, a Grain Talk news update. Grain Farmers of Ontario extends its congratulations to Lisa Thompson, Member of Provincial Parliament for Huron-Bruce, on her appointment as the Provincial Minister of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. Minister Thompson has continuously advocated for agriculture in her various roles in the provincial government. She understands the need of rural communities and farmers, and we know she will look for new ways of supporting and helping grow farm businesses and rural economies. Grain Farmers of Ontario also extends its thanks to Ernie Hardiman, who served as Minister of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs for the past three years. Grain Farmers of Ontario has pledged $200,000 to the University of Guelph Bridgetown campus for its new Crop Research and Innovation Centre. The centre will be a key resource for future research innovations in crop production, management and sustainability. Investment in research and innovation that helps farmers improve crop yield and quality and reduce their environmental impact is imperative for the growth of the province's economy. The new facility will house several scientific labs equipped with the latest technology. It will also provide engaging training opportunities for agri-food students and other industry stakeholders to learn important practical skills they can apply on their farms and agribusinesses. Grain Farmers of Ontario has opened its annual call for research letters of intent. Investment in research is a long-term strategic initiative of our organization. It targets opportunities that will enhance farmer member profitability and sector competitiveness. This year, Grain Farmers of Ontario is placing particular emphasis on research proposals that target the integration of 4R nutrient stewardship, the development of integrated insect, weed, and disease management strategies, the improvement of grain drying efficiency, and the improvement of soil health. Researchers can submit a letter of intent addressing these research priorities or our four overall priority areas. Letters must be submitted by Wednesday, July 14th. Go to gfo.ca slash research for more details. And now, here's my conversation with Dr. Josh Cowan and Laura Ferrier. Grain Farmers of Ontario presents Ontario Grain Farming 101. A virtual video series sharing on-farm information and experiences. Meet Ontario grain farmers, learn how their businesses operate, and how they grow high-quality crops for domestic use and for export worldwide. Join us and experience Ontario grain farming from the ground up. Joining us this week on the Grain Talk podcast, we have Josh Cowan, the Manager of Research and Innovation here at Grain Farmers of Ontario, and Laura Ferrier, one of our agronomists. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Rachel. Now, we have you both on today because we want to talk about a new and exciting program that's available uh, that's directed towards researchers and also policymakers known as Ontario Grain Farming 101. 
we just launched in the last week or so. And Josh, why don't you start, just give us an overview about what exactly is this program? Sure. Ontario Grain Farming 101 came out of an initiative that we'd already had underway for a couple of years of taking researchers to real farms, real grain farms, to give them more exposure to what happens on a real farm day to day and to be able to interact with farmers and gain perspective. So Farming 101 is a, a video series that virtually takes you to different parts of a farm, uh, gives you some overview of farmers and how they go about their operation, what equipment's used, and all of that sort of thing. So I mentioned that the audience for these videos is researchers and policymakers. Did I get that correct? That's right. So the intention is that they're there to provide a foundation for anyone who's interacting with grain farming in Ontario in any way. So from our standpoint in the research department, we're really looking to make sure that uh, researchers have the context they need to be able to carry out their work and design their work in a way that is most relevant to farmers. But it's also relevant to policymakers in the work that they do, or even to groups like students uh, coming in and learning about Ontario grain farming or um, programs staff, so that they gain a better appreciation of what is happening with the, the programs and policies that are at play. And when we talk about researchers, we're not talking about those obviously that have first-hand experience of working in the fields. We're talking about maybe some of those researchers that do um, more downstream research that would eventually impact um, grain farming. That's right. It's those that are looking at some different types of research areas that aren't always directly on farm or tied very, very closely to a farm so that they understand what that downstream impact can be, what, how would they need to design it um, so that it makes sense uh, in the context of Ontario. Laura, from your perspective as an agronomist and a farmer, why is a program like this necessary to introduce those that don't have that sort of hands-on experience of how a farm works? It's just so valuable, Rachel. Um, in the past, when we ran our grain farming 101 bus tours with the researchers. Some of those researchers may have came from other countries. They landed at Toronto at Pearson, took a cab or a bus into Guelph, and they started their research. And they've never even set foot on an Ontario grain farm. So by by doing the, the bus tours and now these virtual video, videos, um, it really gives them some exposure to grain farming. We've, hi we've highlighted some farmers from across the province who they get to learn about their various operations and what they're doing. And it just gives them that one touch point um, to, to what's really going on on farm throughout the season. And it gives them a better understanding of grain farming that is Ontario specific, which is really valuable. Because if you look at our, our grain farming systems across the country, yes, there are some similarities, but Ontario agriculture in in general, um, can be very drastic uh, compared to other provinces. So, so what have you heard from researchers or, or even policymakers uh, in about you know their knowledge of grain farming or maybe some of those misconceptions that uh, you're trying to alleviate with this program? Laura, why don't you take that question first? Sure. So I think some of the researchers um, that have have uh, given us proposals in the past and we've worked with, um, they may not realize that 
every single farm is unique and uh, that soil conditions change, heat units change, um, general farming practices change, whether you're no-till, conventional till, organic, um, not organic. There's just a multitude of different um, variations across the province that farmers are, are doing on farm. And, um, and that this video series hopefully will, will showcase that there is no farm is the exact same across the province. Every farmer treats um, their land a, a little differently depending on what they're growing and where they're located and what other um, things that they might be having involved on their farm if it's livestock based or if they have horticulture or if they are strictly cash crop based as well um, just to give that that fully um, full look at Ontario agriculture is is really valuable. And, and Josh, what, what about you? What have you heard in terms of that knowledge that um, researchers or policymakers might feel that they're lacking? I think in that area, it's really easy when you're separated from a field to just look at everything and think it's kind of similar. Like Laura was saying, there is a lot of diversity across Ontario grain farms, and that needs to be factored into the way decisions are made. So that's, that's really one of the main goals of this series is to showcase some of that diversity so that it's it's clear when you go about the decisions that are made or uh, research that's carried out. Uh, there, are, we want to bring them along in the farming journey, so that it's it's most applicable. So, why do you think move, removing this knowledge gap is important? What do you think it will achieve? I, I think it's really important because you know when we look at research investments and in our approach within our area specifically, that the more context you have the better the projects are going to be that are going to come out. And we really value connecting with researchers and making sure that they have the tools they need in ways that will help to bring that added value back to Ontario's grain farmers. Laura, you mentioned before the bus tours that we did, obviously pre-COVID when people were allowed to you know, congregate and, and do such things. Um, how does this video series sort of align with some of those other outreach programs uh, that we've been doing with researchers? Yeah, so on the uh, pre-COVID bus tours, we load up about 40 um, researchers or, or those involved with research, and uh, we take them to three or four different farms or end users, um, typically three farms and then one end user. And uh, so this, this aligns in that we take them to a few various farms across Ontario. Um, we, we discuss where our crops go um, after they're harvested and how they're used. Um, and it's just a really, from the very beginning to the very end, um, look at Ontario agriculture. In our trailer, we have join us from the ground up. And uh, we, we literally start with let's how, how we plant a seed and end with where does that grain after harvest go? And uh, it's, it's just that full look at, at the system. And so how were the topics chosen for these videos? So each video explores the themes around Ontario's grain industry. So we essentially looked at the whole industry and combined those like topics in an effort to allow the videos to be as succinct as possible, um, while also getting into some of the more in-depth practices as much as we could. Um, the videos range from an overview of the grain industry in Ontario, which um, could be used in a multitude of different ways, either through research or market development, communications. We also try to make these videos multi-purpose to a point. Um, and so we looked at an overview of the grain industry, how um, farm businesses are operated, who helps their farmer reach their goals, um, the equipment, marketing of crops. And then there are also a couple that we 
chose to do a deeper dive into, um, such as planting and nutrients along with spraying a crop. So we had a, uh, there was a group of us that worked on this and uh, just through through discussion and, and highlighting what our priorities were, that's how we came up with the, the topics chosen. And Josh, what was important for you when we were talking about uh, the topics that needed to be included? I think it was important that any one of those touch points that tend to be uh, talked about a lot in research or policy circles, whether it's you know nutrients, it's pesticides, it's just what the context of Ontario grain farming is, the volume of grain that's moved and, and things along that line. Now, why don't we talk a, a bit more detail about some of those topics that are included in the video series, just to let people um, have a better understanding of what we're talking about and what, what kind of information we're trying to share. Uh, for the very first video, what is Ontario grain farming? It's a pretty broad overview uh, of the uh, industry here in the province. Um, Laura, what was, I guess, sort of the goal of that video? That goal was to take videos through through the broad aspects of Ontario grain farming, from planting to harvest, discuss how diverse our province is and the growing conditions within the province. So just a very overarching, um, this is why farmers do what they do and plant what they plant, where and when and how. Um, very, very quick overview of that. And then the, the grain farming team. Now, that was an interesting video because it seemed to sort of address the fact that a farmer doesn't do this job alone. And as a farmer yourself, Laura, I know that you um, obviously recognize that yourself. Exactly. We really wanted to highlight that uh, farmers have a really great team working with them, whether it be agronomists or um, even financial people, uh, different programs that they might use and work with to optimize their crop growing conditions. We just really wanted to show that, yeah, the farmers never alone and they, they have a great team working with them to produce a, uh, a crop. Now, the farm family that you profiled in that video is Dwight Foster, um, who farms near North Gower with his five children. What was it like having them involved in the video? It was great. It was wonderful to have Dwight. Of course, with uh, COVID ongoing, I wasn't able to make the trek out to Eastern Ontario, but our, our videography team was. And uh, it was just wonderful to hear from him and from his kids how they're all involved and what's happening year round on the farm and who they rely on to make sure that everything gets done. And of course, it's the, the family dynamic. So hearing about their, their challenges and their successes was really, really wonderful. And uh, I think the researchers and whoever else may watching these videos will really be able to glean a lot of information from them. It's interesting because the videos are a combination of a voiceover explaining what people are seeing on the screen and then the one for example with Dwight Foster or there's another one on grain marketing with with Emily Helmuth um, you know where they tell their their story themselves in their own voice. Why was it important to have sort of those two different styles of video? Yeah, so when we were designing the videos, we had kind of created our scripts and the scripts that we thought these would be more impactful coming directly from a, a person speaking about their experience. That's what we um, that's how we chose um, the ones that weren't going to be voiceover and weren't going to be covered with the farmer. The ones that were maybe a little bit more technical, we really wanted to hammer home uh, certain points throughout the video that's the ones that we chose with the voiceover because of course you could script that out and uh, 
choose choose um, imagery to go specifically with what you're showing or what you're talking about. So that's kind of how we did it. And the more personable topics such as grain marketing, you really want to hear what the farmer is thinking about throughout the year and how they make the decisions and what impacts their decisions. And and um, and same with the the grain farming team, we really wanted to hear how they worked together as a team. So um, that's really why why we chose the the voiceover versus the the in person for for some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know, uh, Josh, you mentioned how people might not understand that the need for spraying or, or the use of some crop protection products. So I know spraying in particular is uh, one of the topics of the videos. Um, Laura, what um, sort of went into that? Like, it's obviously carefully uh, scripted and carefully, I guess, well thought out in terms of the information that we do want to provide in this series. Yeah, so for the spraying one, we we had our targets kind of within our group of of people who are writing the scripts. We had our targets of really what we wanted to show on that video. And then, of course, we had to get our videographer to go out and make sure we had that footage um, that will will truly show exactly what we're talking about. Like, um, I know with one, we're talking about fungicide spraying, and we wanted to make sure we had nozzles showing how it would be how a fungicide would be sprayed so that that just technical aspect of it is of making sure exactly what we were showing is pretty much exactly what we were talking about as well um and, and it was it's important to have those facts right and to have the 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 specifics there because that's what people how people are going to learn and if we show them the wrong thing that's uh that's not ideal so we really tried hard to to get the, the the best picture to match the words. So yeah, I can see how having those right visuals is, is a challenge, um, especially since you know the there's so much diversity across the province, and so much obviously as the growing season progresses with the changes in the landscape and such. How long were you working on this video series in production? I started creating the or not I but the team our group started creating the scripts and general ideas for these videos back in October, and then we launched them the beginning of June. So it was quite a process. Of course, there were some some little minor hiccups with COVID lockdowns and things where we couldn't necessarily get the, the videographer teams out. And we also had to wait, wait for winter to, to be over to get some of our footage. But yeah, it was a solid from, from maybe mid-October to, to mid-June um, for the completion of the, of the project. It was quite large. Now, I found it interesting that one of the topics also included in a video was where do Ontario grains go? And Josh, I wonder if you can maybe let us know, like, why was that important for, for researchers or policymakers to know sort of that aspect of Ontario grain farming? You know, when I think of all the things that we have in the series, <clears throat> I'm a firm believer that when you're looking to generate creative ideas and things that are relevant, the more you have for context, the better. And that really provides context as to the scope of our industry and the value of the grain and the concept that when you have all these different places where grain is going, there's different quality specs, there's different, the, the different markets look for different things and you need to be able to kind of respect those and be able to work within those or perhaps explore new new areas. So giving them a, a taste for what that is and then showing them the volume, like how much grain is actually moving and what sort of ways that it moves. So, you know, there's some footage of one of the boats being loaded down in Hamilton. That all provides just that little bit of extra context uh, to place, especially certain areas of research within. So how will you measure the success for this program? You know, one of, one of the things we have online on the Farming 101 site is a, a chance for people to ask questions. And I, I think that's really 
one of the big goals is that all of these initiatives we've done on this to date, we want to get that dialogue going. We want them to ask questions. We want them to get engaged and learn more about farming systems. So we'll be looking for, uh, you know, this to go as broadly as it can so that people have that base foundation, but then to go that one step further of continuing that discussion with us. So are there plans to do more or more videos? Or are there plans to continue this outreach in some other way? This will be a, an initiative that uh, from a video standpoint, we'll decide kind of as we go and see the response from this, what our next steps will be. But in general, our target of making sure that the people that we work with outside of GFO are equipped with the knowledge, uh, that base knowledge of Ontario grain farming, um, th that's a goal that we're going to keep on pursuing. From a other standpoint as well, these videos will will go further than just the research realm as market development uses them as they as they need. Uh, communications are good in every grain campaign was also going to use these videos um, for some of their outreach as well. So they won't just stop at, at research. They will go a lot further uh, within the organization in various avenues. So I guess overall, when we think about as an organization, Grain Farmers of Ontario, always keeping our farmer members' uh, best interests in mind whenever we do these times of, kinds of activities, what would you say, I guess, would be the end benefit for our farmer members with this program? Because it's not one that's directed at them, obviously. So what, what is the benefit to them? Josh? I think it's that opportunity to feel like they're better understood, uh, that the scenarios that go into decision-making on-farm uh, the, the realization that there there are so many factors that go into it and helping somebody understand that really helps when, whether it's research or policy or whatever, when people talk to a farmer and say, hey, what about this approach to things? That they have that base understanding um, and respect for what the farm operation really is and the, the value of farmers to Ontario and uh, their care of the land and uh, business that they operate. I think just to echo Josh, it's it's great from a farmer perspective to to see that they're being heard and that their um, different things that they're working on and doing on farm are are getting out to the the researchers who are doing the research to to better improve their operations. So it's uh, it's just in general, it's a a win win for everyone. I think. Now, the release of this video series is actually quite timely when we're talking about the research population. Um, Josh, the research department just actually put out their letter of intent, their call for, for letters of intent in terms of research funding for projects that will start next spring. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the, the call for letters of intent for researchers and, and what you're hoping to see from them at this point? Yeah, so the call for letters of intent was released. It's the start of our annual process and... Uh... We'll be looking first for those letters of intent that will give us research ideas. We pass that by our research committee of farmer members and really explore, you know, what's going to help drive innovation moving forward. And then that goes into a, a full proposal process that we undertake where we invite certain researchers who submitted LOIs to give us a, a more detailed look at what they plan to do. And then we make some investment decisions based on that. And the other aspect of all of this is it, it coincides also with our time timely release of our research priorities, which are updated once a year and released in mid-June. And those really help direct not only our own investments, but also uh, give guidance to government and industry as to what the farmer priorities are so that collectively as a sector, we're able to move forward together. What priorities are we looking at this year? We usually highlight three or four in any given year. And this year, the, the priorities 
you know, there's an increasing focus on the carbon aspect, the GHG, uh, greenhouse gas aspect of many of the priorities and how that interacts with a farming system and the economics of a farming system. So things along nitrogen use, uh, nitrogen use efficiency and how you handle multiple nutrient sources. Um, then uh, other areas like soil health and helping us understand better how that works and how management systems uh, affect soil health and its implications long-term. We also have uh, kind of an emphasized priority around integrated weed disease and insect pest management. These are areas that persistently change, no matter what else happens around the world. You know that pests, weeds, and diseases, uh, they, their populations evolve and uh, they continue to be a challenge and we continue to try to tackle them. And so looking at ways a cropping system can work in all of its parts to tackle them is one of the areas that we're pursuing right now. And the fourth area that is emphasized this year is around exploring revolutionary grain drying technologies to substantially improve grain drying efficiency on farm or even looking at other solutions that creative solutions that may be out there to help a farmer's bottom line and uh, and see what impact we can also get on the uh, GHG reductions in a farming system. And Josh, if researchers do want to participate in that letter of intent um, and and put one through to you, how do they go about uh, getting that proper form to fill out and contacting the research department? That's a great question. So you can visit www.gfo.ca backslash research. And on our site online, you'll have all the details. The, the template for the letter of intent will be there, all the guidelines, and as well, all of the updated priorities. And I guess we should also indicate, Laura, if people want to watch the Farming 101 video series just to see what we've been talking about today, how do we go about accessing those? gfo.ca slash farming 101 and they'll be able to access all 10 videos there. That's perfect. Well, thank you both very much for all of your time this morning. Uh, we really appreciate it and we look forward to uh, seeing what comes about with this, this exciting video project. I appreciate your time today. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you very much, Rachel. Looking for good conversation and great agronomic advice? Check out the new Pioneer Made to Grow podcast. Each episode host Andrew Campbell chats with leading agriculture experts about the latest innovation, best practices, tips, tricks, and more. In the final episode of season one, Andrew and his expert guests discuss what factors farmers should consider when determining whether to apply a fungicide. They look at the major diseases and pests afflicting corn and soybeans and some of the best solutions to protect your crop. Jam-packed with actionable information, it's a must-listen for Canadian farmers who are always striving to improve their yields. And it's available now, along with the entire first season, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pioneer.com slash made to grow, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Joining me this morning on the podcast, we have CEO Crosby Devitt. How are you, Crosby? I'm doing well, Paige. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, having me join you here this morning. So it's been about a month since you and I have last been able to catch up on the podcast about what's been going on and what Grain Farmers of Ontario has been a part of. And recently, as in recently, as in June 23rd, uh, there was an announcement about a specific bill that directly affects farmers, not only in Ontario, but farmers across Canada. Do you want to talk about what this bill means for can for Ontario and Canada's farmers? Certainly. Yeah, it's been a 
busy month, uh, you know, at GFO, but also outside of GFO in terms of things that are uh, impacting us and uh, which is good. And uh, the one thing that is, you know, really recent news here is Bill C-206. So Bill C-206 is an important bill uh, for grain farmers of Ontario as it is a private member's bill that seeks to exempt fuel used for grain drying or use on farm from the carbon pricing system. And that, this has been a long-standing priority for GFO. It's basically the carbon pricing will add, it is adding costs to farmers that they can't pass on and uh, puts us in an unfair uh, situation when we talk about our exports compared to our competitors. So uh, we are very encouraged to see Bill C-206 passed its third reading in the House. It was now referred to the Senate. And uh, that's part of the whole uh, process of getting a bill uh, turned into law. Um, we are really hopeful that the Senate can turn it around quickly and uh, help this become law, which would really help farmers and uh, help all Canadians, really, uh, in terms of being able to continue to produce food here at home in a, in a sustainable but also a cost-effective way. Exactly. It seems quite beneficial for all parties involved and, and farmers and even just regular Canadians out there that, you know, are, are eating food grown by Ontario and Canadian farmers across the, this country. Exactly. Yep. So we're, uh, we're doing everything we can to help uh, those that are kind of looking at it in the, you know, the House and the Senate, um, you know, have it move along as fast as they possibly can. And uh, hopefully it becomes law before, uh, before we have a new election. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. So moving from federal uh, news, let's talk a little bit about provincial news. There was a cabinet shuffle last week, um, and we have a new Minister of Agriculture, Lisa Thompson. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we do. So, uh, yeah, a fairly significant cabinet shuffle on the provincial side, and uh, certainly uh, welcome and excited to see uh um, MPP Lisa Thompson become our uh, our new Minister of Agriculture, and uh, she's got a, a, a strong lifelong uh, connection to agriculture and farming, and uh, and uh, deep understanding of the issues, and has been an advocate uh, for the whole agricultural industry in Ontario for a number of years uh, during her time here. So, uh, really exciting to see uh, Minister Thompson take on this role, um, and. Uh, see some great things that she'll be able to accomplish for us here in agriculture. Yeah, definitely. I do want to say a big thank you to our outgoing minister, uh, Minister Ernie Hardiman. Um, he's been a huge advocate for agriculture over the last uh, number of years that he's been, been minister and, you know, a, a major accomplishment uh, last summer where we had an additional $50 million uh, added to the risk management program, which is absolutely uh, incredible important for grain farmers but other sectors as well and so you know i wish him all the best uh in his his next chapter so there's been a lot of other things happening at grain farmers of ontario that aren't on the political front uh do we want to kind of talk a little bit about what some of those are and how they relate back to our farmer members there's a number of things kind of in the whole research and realm of getting from you know discovering new things to the farm in a way that's usable for uh, farmers to actually add uh, in terms of management techniques or technology to their farms. So a uh, couple of examples there. Uh, one I would mention is the 
Wheat Yield Enhancement Network, or Wheat Yen, uh, which was officially launched uh, in the last week or so. And uh, that's a, a big collaboration with Grain Farmers of Ontario, uh, Michigan Wheat Growers, OMAFRA, University of Guelph, and um, some partners in the United Kingdom. Um, and uh, pretty exciting to see on-farm type research on wheat with the goal of helping farmers identify what works in their situation, different management styles, collecting data from the farm, putting it together, looking at trends, looking at uh, interactions and so on, and being able to make better recommendations for the future and how we use you know, new varieties, new fertilizer technologies, new uh, planting, you know, all sorts of, all the variables. Um, so it's pretty exciting to see that and it's based on science and it's based on research that's happened, you know, all that good research that's happening at the University of Guelph, Ag Canada and others. And uh, so pulling it all together to help us uh, grow better wheat in this province is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting to see some of the uh, the data that comes out of this project and see how it kind of how farmers are going to be able to use that data to kind of make sure that their yield or they're getting a better yield next year and, and years following. Mm -hmm. And I love how it's pulling together and of collaboration, you know, not just one group, but all the groups that are involved and across the, the US uh, border here too in Michigan. We've always had good connections with Michigan growers, but it's nice to see a more formal arrangement on, on projects like this. Exactly. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Ridgetown. They've uh, announced that there's this new research building and how is Grain Farmers of Ontario partaking in that? Yeah, so this is a, a proposal that's been on the, in the works for a, a few years now. Um, but when, you know, the basic point is if we look at research and the importance of that to farmers in Ontario, it's, it's essential. And uh, the Ridgetown campus is a critical field crops uh, infrastructure, a lot of work on breeding, weed management, fertility, agronomy, up and down insect diseases all happens at Ridgetown and is relevant to growers. And uh, as a lot of research facilities, uh, as they get older, they age and they're not up to the new technology. And there's a, there's a proposal to build a uh, new field crop sustainable research center that would um, you know, have new technology, attract new researchers, allow us to you know, be, continue to be cutting edge in this province. And uh, so, a lot of partners have come forward from the private industry um, uh, foundations. I think the municipality of Chad and Kent has put some, some major dollars behind this as well as grain farmers of Ontario. So we just announced our uh, pledge of $200,000 towards uh, the initiative. Um, we're trying to get it over the finish line. It does require a significant amount of money. It's uh, upwards of a uh, $20 million facility. Um, so we're looking to, work with our partners to, you know, whether that's uh, government money to help offset some of those costs and infrastructure as it does have a big public good, um, but also other partners as well. So we're, uh, we're excited about the future on that one and uh, really hope to get it over the finish line and uh, hope that uh, the project goes ahead and we have a strong future looking out uh, 10, 20, 30 years down the road in terms of research at Ridgetown. It seems like it's going to be a great big project and it'll be great for farmers across Ontario. Um, and then last but not least, in kind of terms of research, Grain Farmers of Ontario announced its call for letters of intent. So what are the call for letters of intent and how does this affect our farmer members? 
Yeah, so we did uh, just release our research team, their letters for intent call. And basically, that's our yearly process where we ask researchers to submit their ideas for their next round of projects uh, to help advance grain production in the province. And that's kind of runs the whole gamut um, of priorities. Um, as I mentioned, weeds, disease, agronomy, breeding, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's a way for our committee to evaluate what they see as the highest priority and the highest quality research. And ultimately that'll lead to how uh, Grain Farmers of Ontario's research budget is invested and what specific projects that we support this, this year. And so uh, that's a big process, it's an important one. Um, and uh, the team has really kind of honed it down to a really you know, efficient but effective process to get the right projects uh, funded and supported uh, across the province. Yeah, I've, I've seen that process happen and it, it's a lot of binders, but I think they've, they've nailed it and it, it's almost like a, an art almost kind of. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's always about finding the best science, um, but also addressing the right priorities. And uh, there's an element of looking ahead to what will be our future challenges, because we know research doesn't happen overnight. So you've got to start things now based on some trends. So, you know, that includes things like emerging insects or disease pests. And uh, I know there's a good, good linkage, for example, with the U.S. because a lot of times we see things there before they come to Ontario. And so uh, it's about kind of looking ahead a little further than we might normally do on our farms. And so not an easy task, but the, the, the committee and our staff do it really well. Well, Crosby, thank you so much for taking the time to sit and chat with me today. I greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you, Paige. It's great speaking with you again. Thank you for listening to our Green Talk podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. For more ways to connect with us, including the latest webinar, market report, and our e-newsletter, go to gfo.ca slash grain talk. A special thank you to our guests this week, Dr. Josh Cowan, Laura Ferrier, and Crosby Devitt. If you've liked what you've heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember, five-star reviews help us grow our audience.